God, God, we love you, and we are uh, just so thankful for this season. Thankful for the fact that you sent your son for us, God, that you sent your son to, uh, to come and to, to live the life that we couldn't live, to, to die the death that we deserve to die, that we might live in eternity with you, God. God, you loved us so much that you sent your son, and that's what we celebrate here at Christmas. God, would we, would we maybe once again come to a, come to a familiar passage and, and find something new this morning? God, would you speak through me? Would it not just be my words speaking up here, God, but may they be your words for your people, God, on your day. God, this is all for you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, uh, this, uh, this series uh, that we've started called Long Expected Jesus, uh, again, it's a, just an Advent series. going to try and really try and focus us and focus our minds and our attitudes this Christmas season. Last week we started uh, talking about these three words. He is coming. He is coming. And the hope that that brings when we come to the grips with he, with who actually is coming. Well, we read in Isaiah chapter 9 last week and, and saw this, this picture of just darkness, right? It even says darkness and fearful gloom is in this picture. This is the, the darkness that are around the people. And, and it says, from this darkness, the people in darkness have seen a great light. There's this picture of hope that comes in. And it's hope in the form of a baby boy who would be called Wonderful Counselor and Mighty God and Everlasting Father and Prince of Peace. This, this is hope. This hope comes in the form of a baby boy at Christmas. It's the, it's the same thing we celebrate every year as we come to Advent, as we come to Christmas. And so this, this morning, I want to kind of continue here with, with the, the theme for this week and the devotional is, He is Lord. He is Lord. You know, there's the, the candle that we, that we lit this morning was the candle of peace. The theme of Advent this week is peace. And uh, I, I was torn this week. I wanted to talk about peace, and then this book wanted me to talk about the fact that He is Lord. And as I continue to think about this, I, I, I realize that they're the same. It's the, it's the same thing. They're, 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 they really go together, this peace and this, this, this fact that Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. How many of you have already finished your Christmas shopping? I'll judge by the chuckles that that's a big zero, right? <laughs> right has anybody not started Christmas shopping? A few hands go up. Nice. All right. All right. You're running out a little bit of time here. But uh, anyone else think that, that this idea of peace at Christmas is sometimes like an, ox, in, an oxymoron, Right? Peace at Christmas. Peace just doesn't seem like it's available at Christmas. It doesn't seem like, like peace and Christmas really go together because peace at Christmas, and sometimes Christmas is spelled for people S-T-R-E-S-S, right? Christmas spells stress. You're going to, your schedule is just crazy. You're busy. You're thinking about all, all the presents that you need to get. And, and I, I, I heard, uh, I'm going to butcher this, but I thought it was funny. It said, Christmas is about, is about spending money you don't have to buy presents you don't even like uh, or for people that you don't even like. <laughs> and this is, this, is, this is Christmas, right? There's just so much that goes into Christmas sometimes, and it feels like, like it's just a crazy time of year. There's just this go, go, go attitude all throughout Christmas. 
Right? You turn on the TV and you look at the commercials and every single commercial is about, get here now, we've got this sale, before, before this runs out, you've got to hurry, hurry, hurry. Right? It's, all this, like, it's all just busyness and hustle and bustle and, and this is what Christmas has become and Christmas really has become a whole lot less than peace. Peace at Christmas is, just doesn't seem, like it, some, doesn't seem like it can be real sometimes. I was telling you last week about this, this year that I just really felt, that it really hit me, like this doesn't feel like Christmas, right? And it could have been that we went to the beach on Christmas, that might have been it, right? Uh, it just doesn't seem like you should be able to go to the beach at Christmas, but that's what we did. And uh, you know, I just, maybe that's why it didn't seem like Christmas, but I think it wasn't about the weather, it wasn't about anything like that. I think I had just been caught up in all of the doings of Christmas, on planning the parties and planning all this other stuff and, and seeing this person and seeing that person and doing this and doing that. And it just seemed like Christmas came and it, it kind of felt like Christmas just kind of rushed up on me. I didn't even see it coming, even though I had, I had been preparing for Christmas this whole time. But Christmas Day comes and I just, I, I remember looking at Rachel and saying, I, this just doesn't feel like Christmas. There's just, there's just something about this year that just doesn't, it doesn't seem right. I think I was so worried about, like I said, the doings of Christmas that I forgot what it was all about. And last week, we, we talked about this baby boy in the manger, and one of his names was to be the Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace. The Lord of Peace. The Champion of, of Peace. And I, and I thought about this this week as I was thinking about it, like, this this. This Prince of Peace is it's really an interesting thing to think about. Why is it that we don't seem to, to find peace at Christmas? I want to read part of, a, part of the Christmas story that, that we commonly refer to as a Christmas story in Luke chapter 2 this week. If you want to turn to Luke chapter 2, we're going to be starting at verse 8. Uh, if you're in one of the Pew Bibles on page 725, Luke 2, starting at verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in claws and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Right, this, this, uh, this story this has always kind of piqued my interest. Right, This angel comes to the shepherds and says, Hey, I have this great news for you. A Savior has been born. The Messiah has been born. The Lord has been born. This is where you're going to find him, right? And then, then you have this whole host of angels appear, and they say, peace to those on whom his favor rests. And then you read the rest of, of the story, and, and you think that the birth of Jesus had to be anything but peaceful. And think about this story, the, the, the birth of Jesus. Think about Mary, who finds out as a teenager that she's pregnant with God's child. 
You can imagine having to tell her, her fiancé, hey, listen, I'm pregnant, and it's God's. Right? Joseph didn't believe her. Joseph had plans to, to not marry her anymore until an angel came to him. Right, this is this you just see the tension here. There's there's just this built in tension it just even from the very beginning of the story. Right? And not only is she pregnant, but at nine months pregnant, she has to go on a journey on a donkey to Bethlehem. Now, I haven't been nine months pregnant, but I know someone who has, and I can tell you that at nine months pregnant probably one of the things on the lower end of your list of things to do would be to get on a donkey and ride for a few miles. It's just, it's just not comfortable. It's not what you want to do, right? And so here you have Mary, nine months pregnant, riding into Bethlehem on a donkey, and then you have Joseph who goes and says, all right, let me try and find a place for us to sleep. And guess what? There's nowhere for them to sleep. Like, Motel 6 did not leave the candle burning for them, right? Like, this is, this is what's going on here. There's, there's no place at the end. There's no place in town for them to sleep. And she's nine months pregnant, just rode into town on a donkey, and now there's no bed for her to sleep in. This is not peaceful. Not only that, <laughs> we keep going here. The place that they do find is in a barn with animals and things that animals do. Like poop. It's not the cleanest place in the world. And here's Mary. You know Mary's got to be feeling it. Like, this, this time. It's time to have this baby. And here I am in a barn with all these animals surrounding me. I'm not getting an epidural. I'm not getting any medication. This is not a peaceful thing that we're talking about here. Not only that, <laughs> you, read, you read in Matthew chapter 2 that King Herod who finds out that this boy is to be born, just puts out an order, knowing that this boy is supposed to be the, the new king, king of the Jews, right? That, that's, what, that's what his title was. That's, he was supposed to be the king of the Jews. But this baby is born to be king of the Jews, and so what does he do? Puts out a decree that every, every young boy, every little boy should be killed. And so they have to flee. Man, peace, right? This is a, such a peaceful Christmas. This is such a peaceful time in Joseph and Mary and, and baby Jesus' life, right? This is the, the Prince of Peace. And, and then you look around today. And there's not a lot of peace when you look around. You look at the, the rising percentage of marriages that end in divorce. There's not a lot of peace there. You turn on the news and you see shootings and bombings and just discord and, and just a mess all over the place. And you think, man, where's the peace in all of this? And the question has to come to your mind at some point. Maybe it hasn't come to you, but it came to me this week. If Jesus is supposed to be the Prince of Peace, did he fail? If Jesus is coming to earth to be the Prince of Peace, and yet we look around and we, we don't see any of that. Did, did Jesus fail? And I think the answer to that probably depends on, on your definition of peace. If you want peace just to be, you know, I, I've, 
I have, I'm not anxious anymore. If peace is just the removal of anxiety or, or to calm you down when, when you're disturbed, I think we might be missing it a little bit. But, but last week we talked about this Prince of Peace, the kind of peace that, that Jesus would bring. Prince of Peace, Sar Shalom, the language says. He's the, the, the one in charge of peace. But this peace, this shalom, is more than just a, a peace to kind of calm you down when you're anxious or, to, or, or just to kind of calm your nerves. This is not the kind of peace that Jesus brings. Jesus, this is a more complete peace. It's, a, it's rest and tranquility. And this is the kind of, of peace that Jesus brings. Right? Jesus is the, he's the captain of rest, if you will. He's the Lord of tranquility. He's the chief of contentment. Jesus is the Sar Shalom. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Does that mean now that we can do, do anything that we want to in our lives and still have peace? I would argue no. Because if Jesus, as Lord, is the Prince of Peace, He can only experience the peace of Christ if you can say these words, He is Lord. When you, can, when you can honestly say to yourself, when you can honestly express the fact, Jesus is Lord over my life, Jesus is Lord, then you begin to experience the peace of Christ. Now, can we do things, can we continue to go on doing things that we know are wrong and still experience the peace of Christ? No, this isn't how peace works. The peace of Christ isn't just like, uh, man, God, I'm feeling anxious right now. Can you just kind of shoot me some peace? And, and it just happens, right? I'm feeling anxious, and I prayed, and so now I'm not anxious anymore. Right? The peace of Christ is deeper than that. It's, it's, it's more than that. It's only when we can say those three words, He is Lord, that we can experience His peace. But here's the amazing thing. Right? When, when we're under the lordship of the Prince of Peace, the peace that we experience is a peace that most people cannot understand. Right, you read in Scripture, the peace that passes understanding. This is the kind of peace that comes when we're under the lordship of the Prince of Peace. Do you see why I'm saying now today that, that peace and, and He is Lord, they go hand in hand. Peace without being under the lordship of, of Christ is a, is a very fragile thing, a very brittle thing. But when we're under the lordship of the Prince of Peace, we can have a peace that is beyond understanding. Now what does this look like, Pastor Chris? Where can I, where can I find this peace that you're talking about? How can, I, how can I be a part of this peace? How can, I, how can I enter into the lordship of Jesus Christ? How can, I, how can I have the peace of the Prince of Peace? Well, I think first of all, the, 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 the peace that we're looking for is found in comfort. Comfort. Some of you have some things going on in your life right now that are just, just nuts. You just feel like life is just going haywire. And I, it's just going crazy. I, I don't even know how to, I have trouble sleeping at night. I have, you know, just, just keep going and going and going. My life is just going nuts. How, how can I have peace? I want you to know this morning that God wants to give you comfort. Jesus wants to be your comfort. If you look in John chapter 14, we'll go there real quick. John chapter 14, <coughs> verse 27 says this, Peace I leave with you, 
my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Don't let your hearts be troubled and don't be afraid. Peace I leave with you. And I love this next phrase. My peace I give you. Now understand here that as Jesus, the Prince of Peace, is saying that you're going to have his peace. You're going to have the peace of the one in charge of peace. This is the peace that passes all understanding. This is, this is the peace that comes from Christ. Now, I remember there's a, when I was in Lompoc as a youth pastor, we had this, uh, we were building in our gym, we built like a, a platform for our, for our youth group uh, where we would have our services down on the gym floor. And uh, we were going to have all kinds of lights and all kinds of different stuff. And so uh, I was going to install all of these lights. Uh, there was another pastor at our church. His name was Pastor Pedro. He was the, the pastor of our Hispanic congregation at the church. And, and he was an electrician. And so I just brought him in and I said, hey, Pedro, what do I need to do here? You know, how do I how do, I do this? And uh, he, he took me to Home Depot and he bought me all the wires and he bought me everything that I needed. And he says, here's what you got to do. And he, he came over and he did the first one. He walked, it, he walked me through the first one. Putting all the wires down and around and through and connecting and all this kind of stuff. The hot wires, the ground wires and all this kind of stuff. And he's telling me all this stuff. And I, I'm not an electrician. I, I'm way out of my league when we're talking about electricity and all this kind of stuff and how it goes. But, but there, was a, there was a piece that I had dealing with this electricity because I knew that the person I had just learned from was a pro in electricity. I was taught how to do this by someone who actually knew what he was doing. And sometimes I feel like we do the same thing. We're, we're, we're sitting and we say, I want peace. I'm struggling with this in my life. I, this, this, thing is, uh, this thing is just taking over my life. I, I want to get rid of it. And so we try every single thing that we know how to do to have peace in our lives again. We try and take control of the situation to say, I want peace here. But can I tell you this morning that the Lord that we, that we are under is the one who knows what peace is all about. And John chapter 14 here says that we can have his peace. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't want my peace if I can have his peace, if I can have the Prince of Peace's peace, <laughs> I don't want my own peace. All right, this is, this is what we, we, need to, we need to be able to submit to, to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, submit to the Prince of Peace. And, and I guarantee you, in times of need, in times where you're going crazy, when you have the peace of Christ, your life could be falling apart. And there's just an internal spiritual peace that just comes over you. And you're able to say these three words, He is Lord. He is Lord. Maybe you've been there. I mean, we could, we could probably have testimony time for a while here, just talking about all the times when God has come through when we didn't think He would. When we were at rock bottom and we, we didn't have anything else, but we knew that God was in control. We knew that we could be at peace because we knew that God knew what he was doing. Hey, this is what it means. God, God wants to bring you comfort. He wants to bring you peace. He can do that when we're able to say he is Lord. He is Lord. There's a passage in Philippians chapter 4. Philippians 4, verse 6. 
Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Don't be anxious. Don't be, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And here's what we receive. And the peace of God, which trans all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. If you're looking for peace in a time of need, this is a verse that you need to know this week. You need to memorize this thing. You need to, to write, this, uh, write this somewhere where you're going to see it all the time. Write it on your mirror. Write it on your, uh, wherever you're going to be. Write a sticky note and put it on your dashboard. Hey, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The Prince of Peace wants to give you comfort. We can find peace in the comfort of Christ this Christmas. Here's another place we can find peace. We can find it in salvation. In salvation. If you go back to Romans, Romans chapter 5, 1 says this, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God, with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, I, I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe that Jesus came and lived the life that I couldn't live, and he died the death that I deserve to die, and I believe that he did that because he loves me. I believe in this. I am justified by faith. Here's what we get. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have peace through the Prince of Peace. It comes in salvation. And it comes not because of anything that we have done, not because we have earned it, not because we have earned the peace of Christ, not because we deserve the peace of Christ, but because we, we, we believe in Jesus. We believe that he came and that he died and that he rose again. We believe all of this. And because of that, we have peace with God through Jesus Christ. We can have peace this Christmas and salvation. We can have peace knowing that we are saved. Knowing that Jesus, the, the birth that we celebrate on Christmas, was for me, and it was for you. And it was out of the love of God, because God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him would not perish but have eternal life. This is, this is the gospel of Christmas. We can find peace this Christmas in in Jesus. But here's the thing. That peace that passes all understanding is only available to us if we're able to truly say, He is Lord. Amen. God, I give you my life. Everything I do, every word I say, everywhere I go, God, I submit it to you. It's yours. You are Lord over my life. And when we can pray that prayer, when we can and mean that prayer, when we can really truly submit our lives to the Lordship of Christ, we can have this peace that passes understanding. See, Christmas becomes a time of peace when we recognize the purpose of Christmas. Jesus came not just for any reason. He came for a very specific purpose. 
He came to seek and to save the lost, of which you and I were a part. But thanks be to God that we have been saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. The same baby boy that came on Christmas, we've been saved by his blood. And because of that, if we can say he is Lord, <coughs> we can have peace. Now here's my question for you this week. Where is your peace this Christmas? What are you focused on this Christmas? Is your mind wrapped up in everything else that goes along with the season? Or are you able to stop and to be able to say, He is Lord? Are you able to stop and say, This is, this is the reason for the whole thing? This baby boy in a manger who is to be called the Prince of Peace. This, this, is, this is it. And nothing else really matters. It's, it's great, it's, and it's fun to have all the parties and to do the presents and all this kind of stuff, but, but man, if that's what it's all about, you're missing it. Where's your peace this Christmas? As you go ahead this week, I want you to think about that. I want you to think about where your focus is and where your life is. Maybe take your blood pressure a little bit and see, see if you spell Christmas S-T-R-E-S-S. Or if you can rely on the, on the peace of Christ to get you through. Let's pray. God, we love you. And we're thankful for your peace, God. This, this peace that passes all understanding that is available when we can say these three words, He is Lord. God, this, this Jesus that you sent, the, the Jesus that was born a couple thousand years ago and how, God, this, this Jesus came not just to, to live a good life. He came for us, God. God, you so loved us that you sent your son. God, may we be able to say this Christmas, he is Lord. May we be able to find peace at Christmas, even in a culture and in a season that is, that is sometimes far from peaceful, God. May we be able to find peace the peace that passes all understanding as we, as we get the peace of the Prince of Peace. God, we love you, and we give you praise. We give you honor. We give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Would you stand with me this morning? And as you do so, let me just uh, pray this prayer of blessing over you. May the God of peace, may the Prince of Peace, Go ahead of you and go with you, even in this season that can sometimes be chaos. May you find peace and rest and wholeness in this God who loves you enough to send his son for you. Go in peace and bring peace wherever you go this so week and make a difference in your community. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Go in peace.